0: to lift up your hands and give god all the glory and give all the praise for today for your life for your family for the strength he's given you we say great are you lord and greatly to be praised oh god we bless your name oh god and we worship you in the beauty of your holiness We declare that, Lord, you are King of kings and you are Lord of lords. We come before you this morning, O God, with our sacrifice of praise and our sacrifice of worship. And we pray that, Lord, let our worship come before you as a sweet-smelling incense. Lord, receive the praise and the worship of your people, O God, and be glorified therein in the name of Jesus. We give you glory this morning. We give you honor. We give you praise. Say, thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father, this morning, I pray the Lord... Speak through this vessel of clay, Spirit of God. My God, minister your counsel and your word, my God, to every hearer. And I pray, Father, Lord, this morning, may we not just be hearers of this word, but doers in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray this morning that, Lord, let your presence that is here, my God, be mighty in the homes and wherever your people have joined into this service thank you my god the lord you are here and you are everywhere my god there is no place that you cannot be you are the omnipresent god we thank you this morning oh god for life and we thank you this morning for our fathers today being father's day father we begin by presenting all our fathers before you our men and we know oh god that lord oh you who gave them my god this great assignment of fatherhood my god you will bless them God, you will honor them and grant us also the grace to honor them. We thank you this morning in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. This morning, we thank God. Amen. We thank God. I'm ministering a word that has been on my heart for a while concerning honoring fathers. This morning, by the kind um, invitation of Bishop owusu who invited me on his Adum FM um, church program, which is every Sunday morning on Adum FM, he asked me to speak a short word and I had the opportunity to begin to minister the word that I have to minister to us today um, concerning honoring fathers. You know, um, a few years ago, quite a long time ago, it was Mother's Day, and um, my parents and I, we took our mother, all the family, took our, my mom to. Um, to look for, I think it was lunch or breakfast, the place was packed. I mean, you had to actually sit and wait until a table was made available. Now, between March and June, it's just, just about three months, right? Now, when it came to Father's Day and we went again, the place was actually, you know, deserted. You could just count just a few tables with a few families. And my question was, Where are all the people who are here on Mother's Day? And what is this about? And you realize that on Mother's Day there's so much fanfare. Mother's Day is coming, Mother's Day is coming. And so much fanfare. But when it gets to Father's Day, there's a dip. And sometimes not only is there a dip, but when you tune onto the radios, there's so much, you know, insults and bitterness and no slanders and everything against fathers. A lot of complaints. And um you wonder what is going on but you know there are many reasons why things happen but then as believers and this why i'm not only speaking to believers i pray but even to those who are unbelievers there's a word that god has issued in his ten commandments amen and if you go to the book of exodus chapter 20 verse 12 it says that, honor your father and your mother that thy days may be long upon the land which the lord your God gives to you he said honor your father and your mother when you ask people why is it supposed so so, oh my father didn't pay my school fees my father didn't take care of me my father this my father that you don't know my father my father is terrible and all that but the Bible doesn't say honor your good father neither does it say honor your good mother he says honor your father and your mother that it shall be well with you and that your days on earth May be lengthened, and it shall be well with you here on earth. When we talk about honor, what does it mean to honor someone? It means to value somebody highly, amen. And it comes with the picture of lifting someone up in respect. We honor people according to the value that we place upon them, according to the respect that we and or high thinking that we have towards them. In honoring somebody, we treat a person with respect care and kind of place them on a pedestal and it seems that it's so easy to do that with our mothers but sometimes not so with our fathers you might meet one or two who have a beef with their mother but oftentimes you realize that it is against fathers as i said before he said honor your father and your mother not good father not good mother amen we are to honor them both and this honor that i read in the bible because i don't see good father and good mother tells me that irrespective of how they are who they are the, the call for honor is because number one they are god's chosen vessels by which he brought you into this world amen excuse me to say nobody grows on trees we come through a man and a woman amen and so when God says honor your father and your mother, I believe that that's the primary thing on his mind. That we must show respect, give respect and care. And think highly of the people that he, the Lord, chose to bring us into this world. Amen. That is God's word. And he created us. He knows the ins and the outs of every family relationship. He knows You know the problems that men face. He knows the problems that women face. He knows the problem in marriages, problem between men and women, children. He knows, but he says, "Honor your father and your mother," and that is the only commandment that comes with a blessing. It comes with a blessing. The call is to honor both father and mother. I would say that the second reason is: you see, your father is the progenitor. Amen. That means that we originate from our fathers. Every man who has a a child gives seed to the woman. And that seed fertilizes the egg. For those of you who have done a little biology, you know. And that um, seed given to the egg brings about um, conception. All right, fertilization, conception. And then you were formed. So the seed that made you is of your father. And so, if you will not honor your father for anything at all, and I'm speaking to you, honor him that he gave seed to your mother. Amen. That seed, and you are the, the result of that seed. Amen. And I believe that this is what God's mind is that we should honor the place where we came from. I believe that there's a saying in Akan that nobody points a left hand to their father's house. So, be on fine and Sabben Kumche, No amen and so if you do not honor your father what you are doing in essence is that you are disrespecting the place where you came from if your father is wicked then definitely there's a streak of wickedness in you if your father is grossly evil there is that evil also in you because you came from that seed beloved let us weigh carefully the things that we do and say apart from being a biological father we have so many different kinds of fathers amen we have men fathering children that they did not have biologically. we have stepfathers we have um, adopted fathers we have spiritual fathers uh, we have fathers by association we have guardians who are fathers we have all kind different different fathers amen and all these fathers in their own way do the fathering and when i say fathering I'm not talking about just giving the seed to a woman to bring forth. I'm talking about the day to day care, protection, training, provision that men do. And you know, the reason why I believe a lot of times people have so much against fathers is because everyone, we all have an expectation of a father. And indeed, there's a role that every father is supposed to play. They're supposed to play the role as leaders. the home man being the head of the house the spiritual head the, the priest of the house and so the role of the father is to be a leader a trainer a protector and a provider now when you look at all these things combined there's so much placed on men amen and sometimes we do not know the hassle so to say, and, and the, the struggle that men go through. Because men being egoistic seldom exhibit their fears, their problems. They keep it shut. But then, I'm not a man. But at least, by a little wisdom, and by my relationship with my earthly father, and my husband, and many fathers that... I've been given the privilege to counsel in different stages of life I've come to realize that it is hard being a man and it's even harder being a father can you imagine a young man of let's say 35 32 29 you get married I mean at that point you yourself taking care of yourself is an issue your mother has mothered you and suddenly you are thrust into this position of being a husband that sometimes is pleasurable you're happy you have a wife we up and down, doing things for you. It's nice. But every woman also, as soon as they get, my want a baby. And before you can say, Jack, here comes your first one. Second follows. People are putting pressure. When is the second one coming? When is the third one coming? Before you can blink, you have four, three, two, one. Offspring rely on you for their daily needs. Rely on you for emotional support rely on you for protection and everything including your wife you know so suddenly i believe that it's a big culture shock and that's why we find that a lot of fathers sometimes will kind of run away from their duties some do some to suddenly change and his wife is wondering why when i married you you were not like that but suddenly you become as we say maybe it's because the pressure the ex- the expectation that is on him and the pressure to perform becomes a lot and so there's a lot of pressure on men in fathering according to the role that they are expected to play i want to go a bit into this role that we we go on with it's part of the message anyway now the first thing i want to say that the father's role or the expectation of the father is that he should be the head of the house the leader now when you are head where you decide to go is where the body follows I have a little joke as I tell you always I'm a fantasy so you have to bear with me somebody's husband was saying I'm the head of this house I am the head of this house and the wife looked at him and come and said yes and I'm the neck that turns the head wherever it should go that's funny but the man is the head of the house and wherever the head that is where the body follows. So that means that the direction of your family is dependent on you. If you make a mistake, your family suffers. If you you make a right decision, it's a blessing to your family. And so you are sitting on a tight rope all the time, trying hard not to make a mistake, not to make a false move, so that it will be well with your family as a priest of the house the expectation of god for you is that you should lead your children train your children to know him deuteronomy the sixth chapter verse four to seven says hear o israel the lord your god is one lord and thou shalt love the lord your god with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might and these words i command you this day shall be in your heart you shall teach them diligently unto your children And shall talk of them when you sit in your own house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. So the expectation of God is that the priest of the house, the lead of the house, the head of the house should train children to fear God, to love God and to obey God. Hallelujah. And you know that every person has their will. So fathers sometimes have a hard time. Training children to know God to fear God and to love God and to obey God because that child also has his or her own will And the more you try to make them conform to the will of God Sometimes the more they rebel and this is trying for every father every man every leader and the anxiety that you go through Will, will, will it be well with my children? Will my children get it right? I'm trying, but will they obey God? Will they love God? Will they take right decisions? It's a problem. A child of two can look in their face and say, Chrissy, stop it. No. Ama, don't do that. I'll do it. From that tender age of two, they have their will. As a father, how are you going to channel that child right? bring them to the place of obedience it isn't easy but that is the expectation that is upon the role of the father God said of Abraham that he knew Abraham that Abraham would teach his children to follow him and that was pleasing to God if we look at the man Moses in all his wisdom and all his skill and his knowledge he, he got it by you know the training that he received in 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 the house of pharaoh amen so every person's training the the direction which you must go from childhood is shaped shaped by your parents the father and your mother sometimes we have women raising children alone but you see there's a need for that um father figure In every life, every child's life. God created it so that there be a balance. Amen. But sometimes fathers also are because of circumstances forced to raise children alone. It happens. And there's a need for that mother figure. So it doesn't matter whether a woman is alone raising a child, there must be that father figure. Whether an uncle, a grandfather, somebody must be there to give that child that father figure and direction girls receive their affirmation in life from their fathers boys also learn to be men by their fathers I remember there's a little boy I I, I know when he was young his father wasn't present and so see how his mom and his sisters excuse me, go to the loo pee he would also sit on the loo and pee like a girl until one day some little boy said, no, why are you like a girl? That's how girls pee. You pee like this. He needed a father figure in his life. So all these works of training children comes upon the father of the child. The Bible says that train a child in the way he should grow. When he's old, he will not depart from it. Amen. Fathers are to train children amen and and train them so that their children will be mighty in the land fathers being the leaders are supposed to lead the family the wife the children or the children to know god they make decisions and the family follow joshua a great leader and a great family head and i believe a great father made a choice he said as for me and my house we will serve the lord So you can choose whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It was the choice of the father and the family had to follow. A father is expected to have rule over his whole household. The book of 1 Timothy 3, 1 to 5 says that this is a true saying. If a man desires the office of a bishop, he desires a good work. A bishop then must be blameless. The husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to hospitality apt to teach not given to wine no striker not greedy for filthy locker but patient not a brawler not covetous one that ruleth well his own house having his children in subjection with all gravity amen said for if a man doesn't know how to rule his own house how can he take care of the church of god listen this is talking about a bishop it applies to every man if you don't have rule over your own house if You cannot raise your children well who should give you a political office for that matter and that is why we see so many terrible things happening in our nation and in other nations the men who do not have rule over their own house take over the rule of millions of people and it's a mess men who don't have rule over their own families take rule over big companies and they go with the same attitude and it's a mess but the bible is saying that if a man desires a high office And I will say not only a high office, but every man must have rule over your house. But how do you get rule over your house without being, um, sometimes as the Bible said, I think Paul said that um, the father should not, you know, um, oppress the children, should not make them angry. How do you get that balance? There must be a, a good balance between authority and abuse of authority. As a man, you have the authority over your household. But don't abuse that authority. It's when there's abuse of that authority that problems begin. But men are supposed to have rule over their own house. And by the grace of God, God can give to every man the wisdom to balance authority. You know, the the rule and authority in such a way that there's no abuse of authority. Amen. Man is expected by his role, or fathers are expected by their role, to be the protector of the family. And sometimes you yourself, you find it difficult protecting yourself. And you're supposed to protect a family, maybe three or four children. And anything, they'll call you. Darling, the light bulb is gone. You have to run and fix it. Before you finish the light bulb, D, the water pump is also gone. Then you are right. And sometimes men just give up. And so maybe a woman will be telling her husband d the light bulb is gone and for weeks he's all fixed it he is overwhelmed some men just overwhelmed but man is supposed to be the protector of the family of the children sometimes things happen and it doesn't work out so one account in the bible that touches my heart so much and i i i feel you know i'm sorry for abraham Whenever I read the account where he had to throw out Ishmael and Hagar. Because up to the time that Sarah bore Isaac, Ishmael was his son. And I believe he had pleasure in that son. But as soon as Sarah gave birth to Isaac, he said, no. Cast out that born woman and her son from my house. And Abraham had to, you know, reluctantly because he went before God. And God said to listen to what your wife is saying. And I can imagine the man's pain when he threw out his son and the concubine who he didn't go for, whom his wife freely gave to him. But you see, apart from the concubine, the concubine is another issue. That's for another day. We'll talk about that. But what I'm talking about is the pain, the struggle in the heart of the father when they have to do away with a child because of marital situations. Or life situations bringing this harmony between father and son or father and daughter forever sometimes parents have their own issue divorce and all kinds of things set in and suddenly somebody remarries and children will, will, will never ever come to the place of peace because of certain things that have happened Abraham had to go through that pain of not be a protector but in this case, rather being an abuser. Because in throwing them out in the wilderness, it was a form of abuse. And sadly, he just gave them what they could carry. A bottle of water, a loaf of bread. Very soon the bread was gone, the water to God finished. And the boy was dying. It is just because of the God of covenant. Who always remembers his covenant with those who are covenanted to him. It's just because of that, that Ishmael didn't die. Because his mother, Hagar, Bible says, put him far off. She, didn't, she put him somewhere and turned her, She went to sit somewhere. Because she didn't want to watch her child die of hunger and of thirst. The boy was dying. But the God who remembered his covenant with Abraham. And who had made him that he would bless him and he would bless his generations. Sent his angel to deliver that boy. Amen. And that same God of covenant made Ishmael a great nation. Amen. And this account that I'm telling you about where Abraham couldn't protect his son but rather became an abuser is what has brought the problem between the descendants of Ishmael and the descendants of Isaac to date. Are you understanding me? Father's role, sometimes when they are not able to keep the rule, whether by accident or deliberate or whatever, brings problems that can Last for a long time but there are certain situations beloved that fathers and men stand in the place where it it is difficult making a decision and sometimes they are caught between a rock and a hard place so we pray for our men and we pray for our fathers and we pray for our mothers that there may be peace and harmony between men and women that once they bring forth a child into this world, understand this, that your personal differences should not spill over into the life of the child. Because when you allow your personal difference to spill over into the the life of your children, then we get the issues of dishonor rising up. Fathers are also expected to be providers, to provide for the family. You realize in Genesis chapter 3 that when God was talking to Adam and Eve and the serpent after the the ate of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil which God said they should not eat of to Adam the Bible said God said to him because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree of the fruit of which I commanded not to eat of he said this is your bit curse is the ground for your sake in sorrow shall you eat of it all the days of your life thorns and thistles also shall it bring forth unto thee and you will eat the herb of the field in the sweat of your face will you eat bread until you return to the ground for thus thou art, and unto thus shall thou return. Now this is the, 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 the lot of man. To work, that's why man is supposed to work and provide. But here was a case where things were, set, were were going to be difficult for him. He's going to sweat, toil. Praise be to God that today Jesus has come to bring us a blessing in the place of the curse. And so I prophesy to every man this morning that you will not toil in life you will work yes and you, you you the work of your hands will be blessed but you will not toil you will not sweat you will not go to hard labor in order to feed your family amen man the provider first timothy six five verse eight the apostle Paul says to timothy if any man provide not for his family his household then he has denied the faith and his words than an infidel If any man refuses to provide for his family, then he has denied the faith that we have in God and Christ and he's worse than an infidel. An infidel is an outcast. Amen. So that expectation of provision, and I believe that this is one of the hardest areas of being a father, is that you have to provide. And sometimes the provision that you have to come up with, it ain't easy. not easy. Because your wife wants her a bit every child wants their be and in this modern times when the taste and desires of children is so high if you do not draw a line you'll be amazed the things children want amen and so men are under pressure because of their role because of their role and the expectation that is laid on them men or fathers are supposed to be example a good example to their children but sometimes they can't find it in themselves to even be a good example to themselves before somebody else and so we see that there's a lot of pressure on men and a lot of issues that come between fathers and children more than mothers and children because mothers being the nurturers always have the children in their bosom father goes out to work the children come from school they are with mother Father is busy reading newspapers because that is what he saw his father do. Instead of talking to the children, he's busy with newspapers. Father spend all time working and they bring home the beef, the money, and mothers are taking care of the children. Children don't even understand that there's a, there's, there's a provision coming from father. All they see is that father is never at home. And in the time when father is at home too, he's tired from work. Daddy, don't disturb me. Go and watch TV. Daddy, hey, sit down. And in the little time that he has at home, he wants to make sure that his children are disciplined. Having been out at work the whole day, he comes home. And between four or five hours before the children go to bed, he wants to make sure that they are right. So the discipline is on. Hey, don't do this. Hey, don't do that. Until it comes to a child where children begin to be afraid of their fathers. When father is around, don't talk loudly. Father will say, Why are you shouting? Hey, well then, good. And so children become afraid because father is exercising his authority. And I believe that if we will teach our men to understand that authority doesn't right and doesn't mean force. And there must be a way to draw the children to yourself, even from that tender age, that they will also have the same kind of trust. And, and bond and affection with you as they have with their mothers, it will be well. But the thing is that fathers want to get it right. And sometimes in wanting to get it right, they get it wrong. This morning, I, I, I don't want to say I'm making an appeal for fathers. No. I'm speaking the truth. The fathers will learn. And children will learn. Mothers will learn. And we all together will have peace in our homes. And we all together will honor the men that God has set in place as our fathers and as our husbands, I want to say it's hard to be a man. They won't say it. It's hard to be a man. Even harder to be a father. But it's also good to be a man and good to be a father. Put your hands together for that one. <coughs> the role of the fathers I've just laid out, doesn't come easy for men. Some are confused in their role. Some feel inadequate in their role. Some lack the resources. Some feel unappreciated. Some can make mistakes, especially in relations or relationship with the mothers. A lot of mistakes come between fathers and mothers. And when there's a problem between a father and a mother, it will definitely affect the children. And children will most of the time side with mother. Why? Because that is the one who hugs them. You don't hug them. The mother hugs them, make them feel loved. And so they will side with their mother. But fathers begin to also hug your children. Draw closer to them. Many fathers have never expressed to their children, I love you. But mommies always say, I love you, baby. My darling baby. My sweetie honey. And you see, that is affirmation. But they often don't get that from fathers. Why? Because fathers learn from their fathers to be straight and stern. No. There must be a change. Amen. There must be a change. We look to God the Father. And Jesus came to bring a revelation of God the Father. In the Old Testament, that's how Israel saw God as a harsh and mean God who will punish you and you know the law was so strict and stringent but jesus came to reveal the heart of the father the love of the father a father who is compassionate a father who loves a father who forgives a father who who draws his children close a father who provides a father who heals who delivers jesus brought the true picture of the fatherhood of God. And this is the picture that men must also look at to follow. Amen. The balance between the rod and that love and comfort. There should be a balance. There should be a balance. And so eventually when there's problems between mothers and fathers and it spills over into the lives of children, children begin to resent their fathers a lot of children's problem with their father is because of how fathers have treated mothers. And so it's so important that you should treat the woman in your life right because she comes in a package. Her children are also part of it. It's right that you treat the woman in your life fair. She's the mother of your children. The Bible says she's the wife of your youth. But when children see that you are not treating their mom right, they may be silent, but that resentment begins to build within them. And whilst they are young and they are home, is there, but they don't show it. But the minute they come to their own, they don't want to know you. Why? Because they've seen the abuse, they've seen the fights, the injustice. But I believe that there's room for change. There's room for change. And some mothers are also busy, you know, telling children The negatives about their father and your father is this, your father has done this to a point where the children are angry. So you realize that in marriages where there are issues, young men of maybe 18, 19 rise up in defense of their mothers. Mothers, let's keep our children out of our marital issues as much as is possible. Amen. Because if you set your children against your husband, it comes back to bite you. Because every child needs their father as much as they need their mother. I always say that there is nothing as a motherless person. Because so long as you have a body and you are walking on the face of this earth, and you are not a spirit or a dismembered being, you came out of someone's womb. And we know you have a mother. But you see, when they say somebody, excuse me for this French when they say somebody's a bastard, they are not saying the person doesn't have a mother. They are saying the person doesn't have a father. And so in every child's heart, there is that desire for a relationship, a bond with a father. But if we, the mother, spoil that relationship, psychologically, children are affected. In our interest, and the interest of the children that we have birthed, let us keep our children in a way That they will always respect and honor their fathers. That it may be well with their children. Because at the end of the day, it will affect their lives. Children from homes where there have been issues like that. Go on to marry women or men and they carry baggage into their homes also. The cycle of destruction must break. Let men live peaceably. With the women you've had children your wife or the women you've had children if if you are not married to the person live peaceably for the sake of the child with the woman but if you will treat and abuse and maltreat that that mother then you might as well treat and maltreat the child are you are you getting me in the same way mother do not abuse and maltreat that man who is a father to your child because if you do you might as well do the same thing to the child there should be that balance so that the children can go up free in their minds with, with, with that spirit or the heart of love for both mother and father, that they will stand in the place to honor both father and mother. Because when for any reason they, do, they dishonor their fathers, a curse comes upon their lives. Children who dishonor their fathers, who stand before their father and they saw their father, some even beat their father's, Listen, it's a curse. It becomes a curse. Any idle, evil word you speak against your father, it's a curse unto you. So if we want our children to be blessed, let us teach them to honor their fathers. Fathers have a tall order. And the Bible has so many examples of different fathers. Abraham, as I said before, in his case with Ishmael and Hagar, resulted in this everlasting feud between the descendants of his two sons. David, who was an excellent king, but a poor father, couldn't make decisions, had so much drama in his family. I always said that drama in David's family could be a lovely soap opera. I mean, drama, things that happened in his family. He couldn't take concrete decisions that would bring peace between the children he had had with many women. Okay, So we see in his family, sibling rivalry, incest among his children from different women, madness, hatred, all kinds of things, to the point where his son Absalom tried to even usurp him and take over his throne. This is an example of an excellent king, but a poor father. You may be good at your job. You may be good at what you do. You may be making millions and trillions, whatever it is. But listen, if you do not find how to be a good father, take the right decisions, have time for your children and care, it comes to a point where you realize that despite all that you have, your position in everything, you do not have joy. David did not have rule over his house. Noah, the righteous man, after the flood, resorted to drunkenness. Bible would say he became um, um, a, wine, a vine dresser. He had a, a vineyard and he resorted to booze. He became an alcoholic to the point where his nakedness was seen by his son and Because the son didn't cover his nakedness, but rather went to tell his brothers, he cursed his son. You know, different kinds of fathers, a lot of different accounts of different fathers in the word of God, and the different things that happened in their families. Amen. Because of the expectation of their family upon them, the expectation of God upon them, expectation of the women the wives and the women of their children for them there's a lot and there are a lot of issues but men still have to face these things because they are men men go to a lot of frustrations some are just frustrated in life maybe a bad job no money things not going right but still be under pressure to perform some also of course are self indulgent they will indulge themselves rather than take care of family. Some make wrong or bad choices. Some even are irresponsible. But in it all, everyone is a work in progress. Both men and women, we are all work in progress. Nobody is perfect. Amen. God did not dishonor these men. God did not dishonor Abraham. God did not dishonor David for his poor fatherhood. He said rather that I found in David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. That means there was something good in David, but he lacked the strength of character to put discipline where it belonged to call a spade a spade. God did not dishonor these men. Their names are in the Bible. If God dishonored them, he would not have allowed their names in the word of God. They did not fully perform all that is expected of them. But God had mercy upon them. And I pray this morning that may we all find it in our hearts to have mercy upon our fathers. Everyone that is born of a father, you must understand that your father is not perfect. Amen. They will never be, they can't be, until such a time that the Lord has appointed for all men. Indeed, no one can be perfect or nobody is perfect as it now, except God. So we must find it in our hearts to try to understand our fathers, try to understand our men in their failings and also in their faults and appreciate them for their strengths and for what they can do. Somebody may not be a good provider, but is a good nurturer and carer. Somebody may be you know, a good nurturer, but doesn't have to provide. Somebody may be none of the above, but still, he is your father. Many fathers come to the realization after many years that there are areas that they could have done things different or even maybe better. But alas, time is passed, And sometimes bridging that gap becomes difficult. And that is where we come in as children because we must cover our father's nakedness Amen. We are the children of our father. And so if your father is a drunkard, you are to cover his nakedness like how Noah's sons did. Amen. And pray and help him out of his predicament. Somebody's father has gone to jail. He's a jailbird has gone to jail three or four times. So you say I don't want to know him. He's a jailbird. What happened before he became a jailbird? There are so many Things that happen to people psychologically, mentally, emotionally that leads them on certain paths. Let us take the heart of God and have mercy upon them, have compassion upon them. We, the children born of men, we are the ones who will rise up and stand for them. We are not the ones to condemn them, to judge them, and to kill them. Because certain fathers die because their children refuse to even give them money for medication when they are sick. How cruel are you and how wicked can you be? Beloved, this morning, I know there's a hard word, especially for those of you who feel very strongly against your father. But if God forgives us of all our sins, of all our faults, our misbehaviors, who are we to hold things against our fathers? Amen. We must bear in mind that they have been through their personal struggle, or maybe they are still going through their personal struggles. Amen. And be that arm. We must be the arm of reconciliation by offering unto them forgiveness and love. Bible says that love covers a multitude of sins. Fatherhood is hard. Being a man is hard. And so on this Father's Day, the word of God which enjoins us to Follow peace with all men is what I present to you. That Bible says, in as much as it lies with you, not with others, follow peace with all men. Let us follow peace with our fathers and those who are father figures in our lives. Hallelujah. Let us honor them. Amen. Let us honor the good fathers. Let us honor the loving fathers. Let us honor the runaway fathers. Let us honor the errant fathers. Let us honor the fathers who never show up Let us honor the fathers who abused and beat and did things to you that you cannot even reconcile in your mind. Let us honor them. Because in honoring them, we position our own lives in the hands of God for God's blessing and favor. And in honoring them, their lives will also be changed. And beloved, whatever you honor, whoever you honor, whatever you honor, is that which also comes to you. If you do not honor your father, trust me, your children will not honor you. I read a story once about a Chinese couple who had one son, and an old father of the of the, of the man um, was living with them, and he had you know the shakes and so he couldn't eat without spilling his food and so they would sit at table, and the old man would spill food and break glasses and all that so their daughter in law and his son decided, no, this man is just, you know, messing this place up. Let's do something. So they found, and they bought a small table, wooden table, and a wooden chair. And they carved for him or bought for him a small wooden bowl and wooden plates and a wooden spoon. And so when they are eating at table, the old man is sitting on the side on that small chair, that wooden chair, eating from, you know, so of course it's wood. If he, it falls or it doesn't break. And the little boy was watching. The one day, the father came from work, and his son was outside, with wood and a little knife, and he was doing something. He was carving something. So, his dad asked "What are you doing?" He said, "Oh, I am making you your bowl. I'm making your wooden bowl for you. And when I finish, I'll try and make a, your table and your chair. So when you are old, you can also eat on it, like Grandpa does. That is the lesson. As we treat." honor our father so shall we be honored as we dishonor them our children will also rise up to dishonor us let us honor them for who they are not what they do let's do away with bitterness, hurts anger and let the love of God fill our hearts for our fathers they are trying they tried maybe not all that but at least they tried Jesus came to bring to us a ministry of reconciliation. 2 Corinthians five eighteen to 20, and I end on this one. He says that, and all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and has also given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. God has reconciled us, brought us together, restored our relationship with him through Jesus Christ, and he has also given unto us that ministry of reconciliation, amen, to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses on them and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. God was in Christ restoring the world to himself, not punishing them, not imputing unto them according to their trespasses. God was not looking at our shortcomings, our failings when he sent Christ to die for us, to reconcile us himself and he says in the same way he has committed unto us that same ministry of reconciliation that we should be restored one to the other brother to brother sister to sister mother to father father to mother children to fathers children to mothers family we there should be that ministry of reconciliation in families amen put heads aside put problems aside because you know something, bitterness, anger, and unforgiveness is like a cancer that will eat within you. You are eating food, delicious, but you are not happy. You, 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 you are not, because there's, there's something that is not settling within your spirit. When there is that relationship that is not well, you will never be genuinely happy. But praise be to God this morning, on this fine Father's Day Sunday, that he gives us the opportunity to be reconciled to our fathers, to bring forth that ministry of reconciliation that God has given and committed, he has actually committed into our hands the ministry of reconciliation. If you say you love God and you can't find it in your heart to forgive and live peaceably with your father or your brother or your sister, then there's something wrong. If you say you love God and you can't find it in your heart to be reconciled to anyone that has wronged you, then there's a problem. I pray, God, that today may we let go of the past so we can embrace a better and a brighter future. The man whose son took half of his wealth, went and spent it on righteous living as I ministered to you. When his son came back, he was willing to accept him. The son said, I will go back to my father. I want to be reconciled to my father. I wronged him. I'll go back to him. Say, father, don't take me as your son. Just let me be in the house. Make me as one of your servants. I don't mind. I just want to come back home. And the father said, come. So it's working both ways. As we enter into this ministry of reconciliation, it's working both ways. John the Baptist was prophesied of him. That you turn the hearts of the fathers onto the sons, and the hearts of the sons onto the fathers. There can be peace. There can be joy. There can be togetherness, so that we will live peaceably with one another and the blessing of God will follow. Sometimes I feel very sorry for people who, for one reason or the other, are not in good relationship with a parent child or brother or something and God forbid that the other person dies you never get the opportunity to make peace again, it will haunt you for the rest of your life today is a day for reconciliation today is a day for honor today is set out as a day, a good day to honor our fathers let us rise with the heart of love tenderness and understanding about the role of the father and the pressure and the struggles that our men go through to perform because they are expected to perform and may God help us treat them better understand them better and honor them for who they are in the sight of God and to us may God bless you and bless your family in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's word. Connect with us on our website, www.tlgm.org. Get interactive with Apostle on all social media platforms at Apostle Leanne Coffey.